Hey guys, it's Kathy. How are you? I hope you guys are having a great week. I feel so refreshed. I feel so much more myself. I feel a little bit like a different person. I went away for two nights to Ojai to be with some of my friends, my friends who are also my peers in business and in life, really good souls. Uh, some of you might follow me on Instagram. You might have seen me tagging them. It was Emily McDowell, Amy Chandrine, Heidi Stevens, my friend Kara Elise, and my friend Kelsey Murphy was supposed to come, but she couldn't be there. and We really missed her. And I got so much out of being there from spending time with them. We laughed, we cried, we drank wine, we talked about business, we talked about life. But the biggest thing I got out of it was just the space itself, just to take space where it wasn't about work. It wasn't about anything other than time to nourish myself, time to breathe. In fact, since I've been a mom, I can't think of a single time where I've been away for two nights where it was about taking care of myself. And um, I drove up there on Monday and I listened to the Dear Evan Hansen soundtrack on the way up. And that was really nice because normally my kids are in the car, so I'm listening to whatever they want. And I had a whole hour and a half drive. And so I listened to the entire soundtrack and I cried my eyes out. And sometimes you just need the space to hear your own thoughts, feel your own feelings and cry. And um, it was a nice gloomy day, which kind of wrapped me up in like a blanket and let me feel what I was feeling. And I realized listening to that show, and we had the incredible writer of that show, Stephen Levinson, he was here on Monday. And so I listened to the show sort of in the honor of that, but I listened to it all the time. And really being alone in the car for that long, let me really hear it. And it reminded me why I love that show so much. And it's because I relate so much to that character, Evan Hansen. When I was in high school, I was barely surviving. My dad had left, started his own new family. My mom was having like a complete nervous breakdown. She wanted to die. She was suicidal. I was going to high school. I never felt like one of the cool kids. I was friends with the drama kids. I was kind of friends with anybody. I liked everybody. And yet at the same time, I felt like no one really understood me or got me. And I was going through such heavy stuff. So I pretended like everything was fine. And I wore the clothes that I thought I was supposed to wear, but I was never really one of them. And sometimes I'd be sitting at the cool table in the lunchroom and I just, I just knew that they'd figure out that like, I didn't really fit in and I didn't. I didn't go to my senior prom. I just wasn't part of anything. Even like in the drama club where like I could have stood out, I guess, I really didn't. My sister, who was three years older than me, was like the star of the high school drama department and I wasn't. In fact, I didn't get good grades and I had so many unexcused absences that in my senior year, the teacher had said that there's a policy in the school that if you have missed so much that you need to get a certain grade on the final to show proficiency. And so it was literally the last day of senior year when all the other seniors were not even on campus. They were getting ready for graduation that, that day. I went to school to meet with my homeroom teacher to see if I actually got the grades I needed in order to graduate. And he was so sweet, Mr. Jax. And he said to me, Kath, 
you tried so hard. Like I saw you these last six weeks, like studying, like you've never studied. And he's like, it's kind of amazing because you missed so much and your grades were so bad, but you, you did okay on these exams, but you didn't get the grade you're supposed to get. Like you're supposed to get an A in every one of these classes that you missed so much of and you didn't get what you needed. And I just broke down and he's like, but you know what? He said, I'm going to pass you anyway, because you need to get the heck out of here. And I said, thank you so much. And he said, I just want to see you be okay. And I know that when you graduate and go to college, like you'll be away from all of this chaos and you won't feel the weight of the world on your shoulders and you'll get to start again. And I know that your parents are not able to see you right now or be your parent. I know that your dad walked out. I know your mom is struggling. I know you feel all alone in the world. And maybe if you can get out of this place and not feel like you have to keep her living and not feel like you're just barely getting through it, like I think you're going to figure it out. And he was so kind. And I wound up going to a state school on academic probation which was the only way they would accept me. And it was actually great because the only way they would take me is if I went summer session, which started like four days later. And so I went and it was seven hours away from home, which was far enough. And I put one foot in front of the other and just learned to breathe in and out and started to figure out how to be okay with everything that had gone on. And so driving up to Ojai on Monday, listening to the soundtrack, I just cried my eyes out. And I remembered this girl who watched the truck drive away when my dad left. And I realized how there was a time when my mom stopped having the ability to be my mom because she was falling apart. She couldn't even take care of herself. And my dad was gone. And I realized I made an agreement with myself that I would either not need anyone or I would act like I wouldn't need anyone so I didn't have to hurt. And I got really good at that. And I got good at taking care of other people. And that was an incredible survival skill, but also it's something I grew to love. And I found my way, you know, through life and I got myself to LA and figured out how to create a business. And so much of it is through empathy for other people. And that's such a gift. Like, I love that that's something that I love to do is to listen and take care of other people. I'm good at it. It was the role I played in my house growing up. But I sometimes feel like I give it all away and I lose myself completely. Like I don't take care of myself. I don't make the time. I don't make the space. And then often I will feel as though like, in order to change that, I need to run away. I need to move somewhere. I need to leave. I'll think that my husband doesn't see me. He doesn't get me. When really, I think sometimes we don't open the door to letting people be there for us. And when I got up to the house in Ojai and I got out of the car and walked in, everybody said, oh my gosh, like, you look so beautiful. And I'm like, I had just been crying for an hour and a half. And my friends reflected to me over the two days, like there's such a softness and you're so lovable. And they're like, you're always lovable, but usually you come in like 
you're the one who's going to take care of everyone. You have like the perfect sermon to lift us all up. But, you know, my friend Kara said, it's really hard to hold up a skyscraper when you're feeling like you're not full. And so I just left there with a lot of clarity on how I'm turning 40 next month and going into this next decade is really about finding that balance so I can actually do more for others, like richer work, but even just for myself, like just making sure to stop and just notice how we all overcompensate. And you know what's interesting? All of us women who were there, and I look up to each one of these people because they're all great. And every one of us through the course of the two days, through conversation, and we talked about everything, at one point or another, everyone said the same thing where they feel like something about what they're doing needs to be more perfect or it's not enough. And we all were able, when someone else would say that, we were able to see so clearly, like, it's incredible. You've already done so much. You don't need to do any more. Or why do you think it has to be hard? You know, one of the girls said something like, I think I equate, like, if I'm going to earn it, I better suffer. Like, I better work so hard. That's the only way it would make sense to me. And I was like, let it be easy. And then I see in my own way where it shows up in my life. And for each one of us, it was like, you don't have to walk on your knees for a thousand miles in the desert. You are lovable. You are awesome. And I just wanted to share this whole thing with you because as I was driving back from Ohio, I was listening to all the music that I love. I was listening to the Indigo Girls and Sean Colvin and just stuff that I love. I was remembering again, just who I really am. And I just wanted to say, just like Dear Evan Hansen, just like that character, just like me, I just was never one of those like cool kids. I was always just me. And I just want to say like, you're so awesome. And you know what's amazing is I think that when you grow up, you actually do better when you're not one of those people. Like I think people are so sick of seeing people who are like so perfect and have it all together. And like, I think it's great to just be one of those people who's like, hi, I'm just like you. There's parts of me that are brave and there's parts of me that are terrified. There's parts of me that self-sabotage and there's parts of me that have such brilliant things to share. There's parts of me that feel like I'm not enough. And there's parts of me that know that I really can help you or I can really add something beautiful. And it can all be a part of what we learn to accept about ourselves and let go of the shame. And I think that that's the thing you guys need to hear from me more than anything is you can just give yourself permission to just be you. And maybe just maybe just like Stephen Levinson said on Monday, maybe you're thinking you're making this horrible first draft. But maybe the joke's on you. Maybe it's actually not so horrible. Maybe you just need to tell yourself you're allowed to make something horrible to give yourself permission to write it. But maybe the thing you make, there's actually something amazing in there. And the more you let yourself make quote unquote horrible things, the more and more brilliant it will be. So anyway, I'm so excited. And the other thing I came home from the retreat with is I'm going to start a monthly coaching group. And I can't wait to spend more time with you guys. I've been hearing from you that you want more of me and I want more of you. I want to spend more time with you. So I'm creating this group. 
If you want more information about when it's going to open up, if you want to be in on it, there's a link in the show notes. There's also going to be a link in my Instagram bio just to sign up to like get updates of like when it's going to open up. It's going to open up really soon in the next couple of weeks. Basically, it's going to be like a podcast insiders book club coaching where like once a month, I'll talk about a couple episodes from that month and we'll dive deeper into like what those themes were about and how you can really apply some of these amazing things we talk about on the show to your life. Because there's such juicy stuff there. And we'll have someone like Todd Herman or Morgan Harper Nichols and, you know, I'll post the show and then we'll move on to the next one. It's like, no, 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 wait. Like, let's really tease it out and talk about what we learned and figure out how we can apply it. So it'll be sort of like this book club where we'll talk about it, but then I'll do some coaching and I can't wait. So if you want to get in on updates, if you want to join it, if you want to find out more about it, it's going to be open soon. You can go to the link in the show notes for updates, but um, sign up to find out when it's coming out. And I cannot wait to hang out with you guys there. Also, go ahead and pre-order the book. If you pre-order my book before May 23rd, you're going to get three free coaching sessions that I'm giving away as a book bonus. And you're also going to be able to take part in this free masterclass I'm giving on uh, what are the three essential steps to growing your business. So if you want to get that free masterclass and you want to be able to get three of these free coaching sessions, go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book and pre-order the book. Also, it would be awesome if you're going to pre-order it, if you pre-order it from Apple, you can pre-order it from wherever you want. But Apple has been so generous to us, so kind to us, and I love them. So if you're going to pre-order it, just consider ordering it from Apple because they're amazing. And you can order the ebook version from them. You can. I just think it would be so cool. So consider that. But order it however you want. Bottom line is you'll still get the bonus. Okay, so on today's show, I'm gonna share with you a piece of a coaching call I did recently. I love doing these calls. I can't wait to do more coaching with you guys. Um, like I said, if you pre-order the book before May 23rd, you're gonna get a few coaching sessions, plus you're gonna get a free masterclass on what are the three essential steps to going from day job to dream job. So go ahead and you can find the link to all of these bonuses when you go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book. You're gonna pre-order the book and then scroll down and put in your information to grab these bonuses. We're gonna have so much fun. All right, let's take a listen to a recent coaching call I did. I just wanna start by saying um, that... I just think you're so courageous and brave. And maybe that's why I love humans because when you've been down in a well, you can help someone out of a well. And I know what it's like to hurt. I know what it's like to not feel seen. I know what it's like to um, go through pain. And I think that every one of you is so brave and I don't have to know specifics to understand that you've been through it. You've been through a lot. And so it takes tremendous courage to even think about what you really want and ask yourself that question. You know why? Because we all have this awesome thing that we do when we're like seven or eight or nine or 11. It happens at some point. We tell ourselves, I know what I'm going to do. I know how I won't ever get hurt again. I will not want what I want. I'll tell myself that I don't really care and I'll just settle for things. And that way I won't feel vulnerable and I won't ever get hurt. And it's, it's a good coping skill. It's a good strategy. It comes from being a child and going through loss. And um, it comes from having an experience where your heart gets smashed. And so many people allow that to keep them from never standing up again 
and opening their heart and lifting their chin to the sun and saying, but I do want this. And that takes tremendous courage. In fact, when Todd Herman was on my show just a few weeks ago, we talked about Dr. Martin Luther King. There's a piece of Dr. Martin Luther King's story that I love, which is he prepped his speech, his main address that everybody knows. And he prepped it and rehearsed it and rehearsed it and wrote it, rewrote it. And he got up to give the speech and he said, I have a dream. I have a dream. I have a dream. And if I asked you what was the third line of that speech, you probably don't know. But you know that line, right? And it like almost makes me cry. And the reason that happened is because in the moment, he felt compelled to say those words. But he didn't write, he hadn't written them down. But in the moment, he just knew what to say. And that took tremendous courage. And the reason why it's that line that people repeat is because when somebody says, this is what I want. It's such a vulnerable act. It's such a courageous act. So I want you to pull over to the side of this moment and just give yourself credit for even wanting something because boy, does that take courage. And guess what the good news is? You can absolutely create a life doing the thing that you love. I also want to tell you the thing that I would love to just like hand you through the computer screen right now. I want you to have a permission slip. In fact, if you have a piece of paper in front of you right now, I just feel, I'm just, why not? Let's just go for it. I just feel compelled to do this. Um, if you have a paper and a pen in front of you, then I want you to write down your name. And I want you to say, dear, like I would say, dear Kathy, um, you have permission to do this thing you want to do. And I'm giving you permission to do it badly. I love you so much. I'm sorry that I haven't allowed you to be yourself. And from here on out, you have permission to do what you want to do and do it badly. I love you and sign your name. And the reason why that's so important is because you will never make something brilliant unless you let yourself make something mediocre. So I'm glad we got that out of the way. I feel like when we get into action, things actually are born. Things don't happen in the mind. They happen through action. In fact, it's just incredible how like, it's just like Todd Herman said, we mentioned it before. As soon as you do something, this part of you is just ready to do it that you can't even plan. Trust yourself. If there's something in you that's like, I just want to bake. And like, I wish I could have a bakery. Like if I could just wave a magic wand, that's what I want to do. Please trust yourself. Please trust yourself that that there for a reason. I don't want to own, open a bakery. When I came to LA, I wanted to be a songwriter and I thought everybody had that dream. And I felt like, what's the point? Why bother? Now, when I started, all I had was courage because I wrote mediocre songs. And I remember being on my way to the studio and I would have to force myself to, to follow through and get there because all I wanted to do was cancel. I wanted to say, Hey, sorry, something came up. I forgot. I have to, um, clean the tile in my bathroom. I forgot I need to uh, go to the grocery store and stock up on, you never can never have enough paper towels. Like I would come up with any excuse. And all I had was courage because I absolutely felt like an imposter. I knew I was going to get into writer's rooms with people who wrote circles around me, who played 15 instruments. I could barely play one. I felt like an idiot. And I forced myself to go because I knew the only way that I would ever write great songs is if I wrote mediocre songs. And so all of you, please trust yourself. We're going to talk a little bit about over these next six calls, we're going to talk about marketing and what marketing really is and what sales really is. Because 
in order to grow a business, you need to build an audience. And that is something that I'm really good at. And that comes from the empathy empire, like leaning into empathy. It's a people's game. It's not a numbers game. But at the end of the day, whatever you're going to build, you're going to need to understand what marketing is. And you're going to need to understand the way Seth Godin talks about it, which I love. Marketing is the good stuff. Marketing is not someone interrupting your screen with, hey, buy this toothpaste. That's not marketing. Marketing today is creating a dialogue. It's a long distance run. It's a conversation. It's telling a story. It's giving value. It's depositing. It's going out into the field um, on the farm and you are creating and depositing and making this, it's filled with nutrients, right? That's what it means to market when you deposit and you nurture and you nurture. And by the end of it, you don't even have to sell. It's just things are just sprouting. But people forget that. I think the number one issue in business is we go right to the sale, right to the sale. It's never going to work. If you look at any brand that you love, local or any teacher, any, anybody who has a successful business, they're spending time doing it the exact opposite way. They're spending time understanding you, wanting to speak your language, wanting to know exactly what you need so that when they go to make it, they do hit the bullseye because it is exactly what you needed. It is so much easier to make your spouse happy if you ask them what they want from the store than going to the grocery store and guessing and coming home and saying, I thought you wanted some tabbouleh. And they're like, nope, not at all. I'm actually like doing a cleanse. And what I would have asked you for was some cayenne pepper and lemon juice, which would have been the easiest thing for you to go get, but you didn't ask me. So businesses do this all the time. And there is a way to be authentic and offer the thing that you love. And then at the same time, really make sure that you're making it for someone else. In order to create a business that thrives, all we need to really understand is that we need to make friends, we need to understand them, and we need to seek to understand our customer more than we seek to have them understand us. What most people do when they go to sell, and the reason they don't like selling, is because they think it's a, it's a job, which means they have to prove themselves and explain themselves until they can convince someone to buy what they are or what they have or what they're offering. That's why it doesn't work. That's not what it is. Sales is I'm going to way before I ever ask you to spend money on anything that I do think is valued at that. But way before I even do that, I want to make sure that you know and like and trust me and that I create a conversation with you and that we already have this beautiful community and the synergy. So when it comes time for me to have this thing, I know I'm going to hit the bullseye because I've been listening to you. I've been seeing you and I know what you need and I know what you want and I'm able to speak your language, give you that thing and I don't have to sell it. I just have to let you know it's there because now we're already friends. I've already been giving you a lot of free value before I even ever ask you to buy anything, even though I know you're ready to buy and you want to buy. Why? We live in a time where they've done tons of surveys. People love spending money. Did you know that? Because guess what? You like spending money. So do I. I love going into a bookstore and buying three books that I'm never going to read. I love to spend money. That's not the issue. We're, we're just looking for um, the thing that we want to buy. So spending money is not really the issue for people. It's just making them fully aware of how valuable it is. And the best way to do that is not to sell, not to go right to the offer, but to spend a lot of time really cultivating an audience. And once you have an audience, it is so powerful what you can do with that. So, all right. We got to start breaking this down. So I would like to put somebody in the hot seat. So Orit, why don't you type into the comments, tell us what you want to do, and I'm going to give you some, some thoughts on it. So while she's typing it in, I want you to know something I call the fail forward formula. Fail forward. 
And I want you to write it down. Fail forward formula. This is so important. It's so important to understand that successful people are always making just the next best iteration of something rather than thinking like I have to make the best thing. And I know you're going to hear me say this and you're actually going to cringe and you're not going to want to take action the way that I'm saying to. And that's why I tell you like the fail forward formula is go ahead and make it messy. Just make it messy. So it's so free and it is so the way to go to start getting yourself in the habit. And then we're going to talk about what are the things that you need to start having in place. So let's start doing it. Let's put Orit in the hot seat. Let's use her example to do a case study with, to give you guys some ideas. So Orit said that she already started recording a podcast inspired by me. Very sweet. She said she's inspiring and helping entrepreneurs that are immigrants. That's super cool. Um, Just like her. And she said, I have my own business. I don't believe a girl from Venezuela could earn a living as an entrepreneur in the U.S. What I love the most is having the ability to be with my kids while growing up there, be present, and I'm making money with not so many hours. I want to interview everyone I know that has done the same thing, but I I have such a thick accent. And worse, I don't have a huge vocabulary in English. I feel so self-aware. Okay, so beautiful. First of all, give her lots of love for sharing because that is impressive. So just to sum up, Orit just told us that she's from Venezuela. She now lives in the U.S. She's an entrepreneur. Um, she makes a living. It sounds like she's also able to hang out with her kids and have time, that balance. And she's saying she'd like to start a podcast interviewing other entrepreneurs, especially, specifically, she said immigrants, to help immigrants find their way to make a living in the U.S. And I think that is so awesome. Give her props for that. How cool is that? Um, so what's in the way is she feels like she has such a thick accent. She feels like her vocabulary isn't great and all of that stuff. So I want to tell you a couple things and I want you all to hear this. And this is why anytime I do a hot seat with someone and we're doing like a specific case study of a person's life, it really relates to all of us because I will continue to pull out of it the lessons that we all need to hear. So they've done studies on what makes something the most viral. Like, what is it that makes a podcast interview, an Instagram post, what makes something go viral? It's not how informative it is. It's not the amount of facts in it. It's not how entertaining it is. It's not the celebrity, the degree of celebrity of the person that's in it. It is to the extent that who's ever reading it feels that this video or this blog or this thing reflects what the reader, what the person watching is thinking and feeling. So I really want you guys to get that it's almost a competitive advantage to not be perfect. Like I'm thinking, and I'm and I, I like just to give you like a picture, like the popular girl in your high school, the one that everybody wanted to be like, she would have on paper a harder time, I'm telling you, a harder time employing all of the things that actually work in growing a really engaged audience and a really connected audience and a really booming business because she would have to really lean in to her vulnerability and she can't. How many of you heard my friend Emily McDowell when she was on the podcast? Emily talked about this card that she wrote and Emily um, used to work at an ad agency and um, she had actually survived Hodgkin's lymphoma then went to work, became more and more successful in the ad world, worked her way up to being an art director, which is a big deal. And one of her best friends died of cancer. This is like eight or nine years after she had actually survived herself from cancer. And her friend said to her, I'm not getting out of this, but you have a choice. 
don't stay in advertising if you don't want to be there. And she wound up leaving and she wound up not knowing what she was going to do with her life. And she didn't think that she had any like particularly sellable skills. She's an artist and the ad agency was like doing really well for her as a job, but she didn't like it. It was like hurting her soul. So one day she had this, you know, those things, we call them those stupid little ideas, those like whatever ideas that we want to like think are stupid. So she wrote a greeting card, one greeting card. And it was the kind of card you give the person you're dating who you're not really dating, but you're sort of talking to on Valentine's day, because she's like, you know how, like when you're with someone, but it's Valentine's day, but you're not really together, but you're kind of together. And you're like, do I give this person a card? Do I give them nothing? Do I not say a word? But what do you give the person who you want to acknowledge, except you don't want it to be too awkward. So basically it was like, Hey, it's Valentine's day. Just wanted to say like, it's cool hanging out and don't think that this is weird. Like there's not even a heart on the card and I don't even know why I did this. Um, sorry to make it awkward. Okay, fine. Bye. Like that's basically what the card said. And, um, she showed it to a friend and her friend was like, that's awesome. Like, I love that card. And anyway, long story short, she wound up going to a trade show with a friend who had a booth and she's like, do you want to split it with me? And she's like, split it with you. Like I have a card. Like, I don't know how to make it. I don't know how to like fulfill orders. Just like, just come. Anyway, at that first trade show, um, someone from Urban Outfitters came along and gave her a $30,000 offer um, for her messy card that she didn't even, she was like, oh, sure, sure. Like not even knowing how she'd fulfill it. Anyway, she turned that into a multi-million dollar business. And about two years later, she wrote something called empathy cards, which were the cards that you send to someone when they're going through a hard time, like she had gone through when like, you don't really want to cheer them up, but you don't have the words and you just want to be a good friend. And it was like, you know, this is a card to tell you that like what you're going through is like, it's crappy. And I just want you to know that I, I, I get it. And I just wanted to send you something to let you know you're not alone versus like the get well soon, hang in there. You know, you'll get through it. Look at the silver lining. Anyway, she wrote those kinds of cards and Brene Brown saw it and tweeted about it. And it sort of went viral. And there are so many stories like that, you guys, of people who are willing to just like be the messy version of their self, just being real and the world response. And I love that about humankind. So I would say like just being a person with passion and being a person who has something that they want to say and do and your why, you know, they say, if you, if you have a big enough why you'll figure out the how that is such a big why. And I think it really actually adds to the beauty of it that you are a person who has the courage to speak and do a podcast, even when you don't feel like, you know, this is your first language. I think that that's awesome. And you also could do it in your language. But if you want to help all immigrants who speak all different kinds of languages, then I could see why you'd want to speak English, right? If you, especially if they're people who were immigrated to the US. But I think that that one thing is actually a strength. So that's number one. The second thing I would say is remember that it's really powerful to build community and you can build community online and you can also build community in the real world. And I would really encourage people to, again, knowing that your enthusiasm and your excitement is going to be the rocket fuel, I would really start to breathe into that and ask yourself in your gut, like, what would be fun? Like, what would actually just be fun? Is it standing in a room and creating like a networking event of like immigrant professional business women, because that is so great. The more specific you can be, the better. And that is, it's specific and it's cool. And so it would start to like catch on. 
And I'll tell you why specific matters. Um, that's really, really huge. It allows people to know that you're speaking to them. So a business needs to really be specific and clear in their messaging and say like, hey, I'm for you. Like if you look at the don't keep your day job logo, it really attracts creatives, right? It's really saying this isn't just a business show. This is a show for people who have big hearts, who want to do things that are really kind of good hearted who want to, you know, you want to make croissants or you want to lead a, a retreat or you want to be painting or all of that stuff. So it's really important to think about that. And so I also think that we can let it be easy. I think that the world is easier. I think that things are meant to be easier than we make them. So I would ask you like, what feels more exciting doing a podcast, having live events? Is it both? because we can do this so many different ways. And what I would do is think about how, what you want to create over the next like one month, two months, three months, 12 months, whatever you're going to build, whether you want people to come to your floral brick and mortar, or you want people to come to your online course, or you want people to listen to your podcast, no matter what it is that you're offering, you need someone to offer it to. And so what you want to create is a proactive idea of like what this kind of content is that you can be giving. What kind of content calendar can you create? What kinds of things can you give to your people? Um, and so I would start to think about this and people get really tongue tied when I tell them that they need to be in the content creation business. People are like, I don't know what that means. So let's say your topic is, um, you make tea. If you make tea and I said to you, create content, you might be like, create content. What does that mean? Well, if I asked you to tell me why you started making tea, what would you tell me? I'm sure you'd have a reason you know, oh, well, I switched from coffee to tea in law school. I realized it was healthier. Or growing up, my grandfather drank a lot of tea and that was our, okay, okay so that's already like interesting. That's already an interesting piece of content. Now tell me a little bit about how you make it. Oh, I guess I do have content. Well, how do I make it? Well, I brew it this way and I actually do it differently than most people because I like oolong tea and I did it. And it's like, oh, why do you do it that way? Oh, why did that? And it's like, you could just literally talk someone's ear off if they asked, right? And then it's like, so that's the why, that's the how. And then it's like, well, tell me more about what it is. Oh, well, the, the kind of that I use is like this. And there's a whole process. And it was so cool. I went on this trip to Africa and I actually saw where they make this special kind of rooibos. And I'm like, keep going, right? Keep going. So don't assume that somebody else just kind of knows exactly what you do and why you do it and how you do it. So for anything you want to build, you want to start parceling out pieces of content that are interesting, valuable, that start to bring people to you because it's value. It's interesting. You're planting seeds. So my podcast is a good example of like every single week, there's two episodes that come out that are really exploring this topic of purpose of business. But what else is happening? Well, I'm posting every day on Instagram, all different kinds of things. I'm posting inspirational comments. I'm posting sometimes some direction, like an idea that I think is helpful. Sometimes I'm posting an image and I'm asking a question about like, you know, what do you really desire or something like that? And I'm continuously depositing. What else am I doing? Well, I'm showing up in the Don't Keep Your Job Facebook group, asking people to share their wins, cultivating community, giving people a place to speak and to share it is so exciting. And this is why I call the way I do business, the empathy method, like the best way to build a business, to never have to sell again, to create an audience is to just continue to think about how to share, how to serve, how to show up for people, how to give people a place where they can, where they can talk, where they can reach out. So there are so many ways to do it that 
you can really get busy. Like you can get busy just doing so much cool stuff that you actually have control over. Like there, if I were you or Reed, I would be thinking of all the different ways that I can touch those women, create conversation with those women. So a live in-person event. And maybe the first thing I would think is like, is there an immigrant business owner around that might want to host this? At the end of the day, when everybody leaves the salon that she owns, when everybody leaves the clothing store she owns, or is there just a restaurant nearby and we can all meet up in the salon area of it? You know, they call it sometimes a salon or the bar, or we can all have dinner or we can do a breakfast at 8 a.m. every first Wednesday of the month with these kinds of women and start to create community and start to talk. I could even create then from that, from something free, and you would want to definitely Definitely give, 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 give before you ask again for somebody to pay you because it's all about tasting it, right? Like if you're going to buy a car, you're going to test drive it first. If you're going to go through the food court, you're going to taste the chicken before you buy that sesame chicken. You know that sesame chicken. Everybody knows it. So you want to give them a taste of it and you want to create an audience that knows you and likes you and trusts you. And that's the fun part. So I would start thinking, how can I start creating maybe leading to a paid membership that's like 20 bucks a month of these people coming together. What else am I creating? How else am I showing up? I would want to take all that stuff that's inside of you of why you want to do this and the kinds of people you're thinking of and the kinds of things you want to show them and share with them and teach them and start getting it out. You can be blogging about it. You can be putting it on your Instagram. You can be creating a Facebook group. You can be creating a podcast and then having networking events and just continuing to dialogue. And then I would ask people questions. Remember what Vanessa Van Edward says when she was on my podcast? She said, the way to be the most impressive person in the room, ask someone else about them. Ask them questions. Who are you? What's your pain point? What are you struggling with? What are you excited about? What questions do you have? And then guess what? You don't have to be the expert in all of this. You can bring on somebody who's an expert at the money piece, at the how to build you know, your, your business so that you can balance it with family life. Like there's so many pieces here and you can bring in people to answer those questions. But the more you know your audience, the more you can deliver and speak their language and start to give them exactly what they need. So- um, she said, I think I'm going to put that on my intro to talk about how inadequate I feel. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah. Like, honestly, I would say the person who I would bet would be most successful is not the person who has the highest IQ. It's not the person with the most resources. It's the person who's willing to be the most vulnerable. Vulnerability is a strength. And you've seen it. Like, we've seen that so many times. Like Kelly Clarkson singing a moment like this in the day, you know, the day night she won and she's crying and you're only like loving this person more. We make it so much harder than it needs to be. The world doesn't need you to be perfect. Remember, the more you are willing to bring all parts of yourself to the table, the parts of you that are terrified, the parts of you that self-sabotage, the parts of you that are brave, the more you're willing to just walk forward and love yourself anyway, you're going to give people permission around you that they don't always have to feel great. They don't always have to have it together. And you become like a magnet for human beings and you just want to lean into that. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Again, if you pre-order my book before May 23rd, you can still get three coaching sessions plus that free masterclass on how to go from day job to dream job. What are the three essential steps to turning your passion into a profit? Go ahead and pre-order the book at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book. And then you can scroll down and input your information for bonuses. Or you can just email us a screenshot of your pre-order to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com.
I'm so excited to be rolling out this monthly membership. It's coming out real soon. There's a link in the show notes if you want to sign up to find out when that's happening. But that's going to be super cool. It's going to be a way for us to hang out month after month. And I can really get to know what's going on with you guys and help you apply what we're talking about to you specifically. I can't wait. Okay, now on to your wins. Janine posted in our Facebook group and said, well, I finally made the leap. After 30 years as a store owner, I've decided to be an artist full-time. We closed up shop. Now I'm concentrating all of my energy on sculptures. I started listening to the podcast last year. And before that, I was listening to the Creative Pep Talk podcast with Andy J. Pizza. He talked about passion projects and that began my journey. I created one sculpture a day for 30 days. That was two years ago. My sculptures are now finding an audience and I have two art fairs scheduled for the fall and one gallery already representing me. Thanks to Kathy. I am full steam ahead. You can check me out at bonetownstudio.com or on Instagram at bonetownstudio. The Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group has been hugely inspiring and Kathy's energy, advice, and enthusiasm is totally what helped me make the decision. Janine, that makes me so happy. I'm so proud of you. And I love that there was some teamwork. I love that Andy was part of this and that I got to be part of this. And I love that we both gave you a boost to really kick this into full gear. Please keep us posted on your journey because I have no doubt that so many beautiful things are coming your way. Go ahead, you guys, and check her out at bonetownstudio.com and go give Janine some love. Okay, the next win is from Jenny. She said, I'm happy to say my boutique has been open for one month. I got the courage to post one of my bracelets I made and sold three in the first week of sharing it. This really has motivated me to focus on my artisan jewelry rather than selling other stuff not related to my craft. It's kind of cool once you start taking action on your dream. What's meant to be begins to align. I'm excited to start adding the rest of my healing gemstone jewelry in Etsy and my boutique. Also, I'm so happy to see everyone's win this week in the Facebook group. I'm proud of all of you. So blessed to be a part of such a wonderful group of people. Jenny, welcome congratulations on hitting that one month milestone. It does take so much courage to let ourselves be vulnerable and put our art out into the world. It is such a big deal. And when you get a sign like that, that says, yes, this is what we need from you. It feels good. You guys can go ahead and see Jenny's beautiful gemstone jewelry at openyourheartboutique.com. Go follow her on Instagram at openyourheartboutique. Okay, one last win I wanted to share from a previous listener, Greg Franklin, who came on and gave us the entire story of how listening to the show helped really fuel him. And he opened up his own brick and mortar cheesecake shop, the Cheesecake Ninja. So he posted in the Facebook group, he said, well, this is exciting. A week ago, a convenience store that I've been eyeing has been eyeing us. We came to an agreement today and started selling in their main store on Monday. And if it goes well, eventually the other two of their stores will be selling our cheesecake in the future. Greg, you're just awesome. Like you never cease to amaze me. I love hearing every new step of your journey. I feel so blessed that you guys keep sharing what's happening with us. And you guys, you know what makes the story even more amazing is that when the representative from the store reached out to Greg, they said that they're a fan of Don't Keep Your Day Job and they heard about his story on the podcast. So if that person is listening, thank you so much. We're really also celebrating you and just all of that goodness and support. And thank you for supporting makers. And it's just so cool how... I get to connect with people like you who live in the Midwest and I never would have necessarily met. But then through this podcast, you connect to me and then you connect to each other. Just makes me feel like a million bucks. If you guys haven't heard Greg's episode on the podcast, you can go ahead and check that out. It was back in December of this past year. I'm positive it's going to inspire you to see what's possible and start taking action. It just might change your life. Thank you guys so much for listening. You have no idea what it means to me. I know that your time is the most precious thing you have. So the fact that you spend it with me 
means everything. You can come say hi to me on Instagram at kathy.heller. Join our Facebook group, Don't Keep Your Day Job. It's a free Facebook group. If you have a win, you want to celebrate. If you have a question about something you're working on, there's just such a supportive, beautiful group of people there. It's a safe space where everyone is there to give you love and encouragement. So go ahead and join the Facebook group if you'd like. Remember, I will be starting this awesome monthly sort of insiders club really soon. If you want more information, you can sign up. There is a link in the show notes. There'll also be a link on my Instagram bio so that you can stay in the loop on that and start to hang out with me, which I can't wait to do month after month. And in the meantime, go ahead and pre-order the book because if you pre-order it before May 23rd, you're going to get a free masterclass on how to go from day job to dream job. What are the essential steps to take as well as three free coaching calls so much good stuff. I love you guys more than you could possibly know. And if you like this episode or any episode, please go ahead and share it with a friend. It absolutely helps us so much. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with a song of mine. Have an awesome weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. If dreams are made of paper, let's make paper mache. We'll build a world together with our hands. Hope is made of helium We'll be like balloons And float away Wouldn't that be grand? Nothing lasts forever So we're all a little scared But we're not giving up that easy No, we wouldn't dare Tonight, cause we still got a million plans for the day.